Welcome to the School of Travel's podcast. I'm your host, Becky Gillespie, and each week I bring you stories of how travel can truly change your life if you take the chance to get out on the road and step out of your comfort zone. My guests also share travel tips and lessons they've learned along the way, which I hope inspires you to let travel be your teacher. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the School of Travel's podcast. Today, I am making good on my promise to have former guest Akina Shu back on the podcast for part two of our conversation. If you haven't listened to part one, be sure to check out episode 73 to learn more about Akina's backstory. For part two today, we're going to cover something that most travelers have never experienced, what it's like to be a digital nomad in Japan. Akina spent a year traveling around Japan, working from different locations, and we will talk about how she found accommodation, how co-living spots typically work in Japan, and some of Akina's favorite places to work around the country. Have you ever dreamed of working remotely from Japan? Well, let's learn about how to do it right now. Welcome to episode 77 of the School of Travels podcast. This is a part two. If you haven't listened to episode 73 yet with Akina Shu, please do so. We had a lovely interview. And in that interview, I said, let's come back again and talk specifically about being a digital nomad in Japan. And that's what we're going to do today. So welcome back to the show, Akina. Yay! Thank you for having me again. And then I like the number of 77. Lucky seven. <laughs> yes, yes. I love that too. Uh, let's go to the casino yeah. with that. That's always, that's always fun. <laughs> You're always hoping to see that on the slot machine. All right. So I actually, the listeners don't know this, but I just came back from Japan about a week yeah. ago. I was so lucky mm. to spend two weeks there. I was renewing my mm. permanent residency, had a little issue mm. uh, getting in because I didn't take a PCR oh. test. So that'll oh. always give you trouble. But I did make it in and everything went smoothly and it was wonderful to be back. And now you are there again, right, Akita? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm back to Japan after 10 months uh, being digital nomad abroad, and then finally I'm back to Japan. But um, yeah, I know entering Japan right now is a little bit tricky. You have to make sure that you've done three times vaccination and also PCR negative results before you depart the countries, like within 72 hours. So it's kind of tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I think from June 10th, they made it a little easier for tourists to come in, but you do have yeah. still, you have to get a visa and arrange an organized tour, from what I understand. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I don't even know how you made it. I'm pretty sure you went through lots of paperwork. <laughs> yeah, it actually wasn't so bad because of my residency. Mm. So I was treated like oh, a yeah. Japanese person, but still oh, you, nice. ha you had to get the paper and the right the right yeah. test and you have yeah. to they have these three different um tiers of countries i think blue yeah. <laughs> blue and red blue and, yellow red and yellow Same yes as like a signal yeah <laughs> so that you, you, signal. Just, you need to check but perhaps i'm really hoping when the listeners hear this like some of them mm -hmm. listening will there will no longer be these rules but we have no idea right i have no idea when japan's gonna yeah. fully open I have no idea, but kind of um, the number of COVID cases somehow increasing rapidly in Japan again. So I don't think they would lift up the restriction like sooner, but hopefully, yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to use this episode as a placeholder. It's it's going to be here forever for you. So come back to this mm -hmm. listeners when you know you mm -hmm. can enter Japan and you're ready to do it easily because we're going to talk about something that is, I think, really rare and not so much explored yet. And that is being a digital nomad yeah. in Japan. Mm. And Akita, you are... New. You are, yes, one of those rare people that has quite a bit of experience because you became a remote worker like shortly mm -hmm. before the pandemic slash during the pandemic. Yeah. And you used yeah. a year to start mm -hmm. being a nomad in Japan because you were kind of stuck yeah. there at first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I actually became nomad in the early 2020 but right after I started this journey I just realized the pandemic is going on so I could only travel around Japan but I used two services mainly which is 
first is app home away from home and the second is lac live in anywhere commons and yeah if i if people use these two services in japan you can pretty much travel anywhere in japan and um it was actually really really nice service i'm still like thinking of using it again while i'm in japan and Okay, yeah, so let's stop for a minute. The, yeah. Those are both yeah. apps, you said? Is there the first one is an uh, app? The, the first one has an app, but both are um, co-living services that okay. we can use in Japan. And both are kind of um, monthly subscription service. But the first one, like depending on how many days you want to use, the price will be different. But the second one, like live in anywhere commons, is like you pay... Let's say in yen, Japanese yen, like um, 27,500 yen. So it's about $250. Now it's, I mean, yen is becoming so weak against dollars. I'm not exactly sure how much it is in dollars, but approximately $230 to $50-ish per month to be able to stay anywhere that they have contract with. So that you, yeah, the monthly rent will be just $230-ish, which is pretty reasonable to live in Japan. Wow, so you just pay that fee to living anywhere Commons, and that includes one month of accommodation. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay, so is this a (laughs) website that we sign up on? And do you know the URL? Yeah, yeah. Um, You type livinganywhere.coms. So living is L-I-V-I-N-G and anywhere is A-N-Y-W-H-E-R-E and common C-O-M-M-O-N-S. I just typed it. Comments with an S. Yeah. It's all in kind of Japanese because it's for Japanese service. It's it's only in Japan, but you can register from there. And... um, Right now, I'm not sure how many facilities that you can choose, but it's pretty much everywhere in Japan. Let's see the sites. Yeah, from Hokkaido. Yeah, from Hokkaido to Kyushu, Okinawa. Maybe they have like 40 facilities around Japan. Wow, this just sounds so easy. Yeah. We'll put it that way, just sign up. And so you go yeah. to this facility. Do they give you mm. already the room number that you're going to be staying in? What were the facilities like mm. that you experienced first with Living Anywhere Commons? Let's start there. Yeah. So depending on the um, place that you go, um, some places have a private room and others probably have just dormitories type so you kind of need to pick it up but once you go there your room number will be assigned and then then that's it and then the good thing is um um, some of the places actually have a community manager and also um community so it's super easy to make friends even though you go to like new place like like literally new place for you, but you can still easily make friends there because the community manager can kind of suggest to you who to meet or where to go, or they even invite you to the dinner party so that it's pretty easy to make friends. Okay. I am looking at this website now and there's some really mm. beautiful places on here. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. great to hear that there's a community manager. I'm a little bit, because this website is all in Japanese, I'm a little, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like, well, maybe the power of Google Chrome Translate can help some people, but mm. also True. I'm wondering about if they go, if it's all in Japanese at the moment, if they go to these co-livings, if someone mm. who doesn't speak Japanese, it's going to be quite an interesting experience to meet all the, I would mm. imagine mostly Japanese people at the co-living <laughs> that's true yeah um that's actually a good point but i also kind of wonder like what if um let's say japanese cannot speak english and but the digital nomads cannot speak japanese and then i wonder like if they can still communicate or not sometimes i feel like for example when i was in buenos aires i had no like skills to be able to speak Spanish, but somehow I could manage it. So uh, sometimes I wonder, like, is 
this language skill really needed or it's kind of an optional thing or not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a feeling because I would imagine a lot of these people are going to be young. And in Japan,、mm. there is like eight years at least of education in English. A lot of people can,、mm. what, I, what I learned as a teacher in Japan, a lot of people can read、mm. what you write down in English、yeah. much better than they can、yeah. say it. So, anyway, if you、mm-hmm. do experience a co living where most、mm. people around you don't understand your language, because I imagine French,、mm. German, you're going to have a lot of different. People and languages that、mm. they're speaking, but it's going to be a really、mm. cool cultural experience.、Mm. And like you said,、yeah. there's so much that transcends language, and you will make friends.、Mm. And I think the community、mm. manager hopefully will help you with that. Yeah. So even though like most of us can't really speak good English, I think like people can still use Google Translator or the app to help each other to somehow manage to communicate. So I guess. I feel like Japanese hospitality is really good, one of the best in the world, probably, as you know, without paying tip. So, <laughs> love that as an American, no tipping in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that in mind if you take taxis as well. Like, there's no, there's no tips, there's、yeah. nothing in restaurants. Everything、yeah. is included. And then right now,、um, the tax is about 10%. So, it's easy to calculate and,、um, The best service ever in the world. <laughs> yes, I agree. I miss customer、yeah. service in Japan already. Well,、mm. I have to ask you did you notice a difference between living anywhere commons and home、mm. away from home? Did you like, was there a difference in the facilities or how much is home away from home? So,、um, home away from home,、uh, if you type H A F H, As an abbreviation of home away from home, you can find the website and then it actually has an English version as well. And it's not only in Japan, but they also have some、um, international、um, co living services in abroad, so that it's kind of a global co living service. But mainly,、um, most of the facilities are in Japan, and depending on how many days you want to use, the price kind of varies. So, starting from just like one day or five days or 10 days or a whole month, the maximum is about、um, 88. No, I'm so bad at number. 8万8000 8万円 8, 万8万2000円かな、yeah, 88,000. Okay, 88,000. Or so, which is, yeah, now it's like 600 ish dollars, 650 dollars. Yeah, well, because like if you have dollars, dollars stretches out in Japan right now because yen is going down. And、um, yeah, so it's only about 600 dollars for per month. So it's pretty. Cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I just、yeah. coming back from Japan, I can say, guys, keep an eye、yeah. on that US dollar to, to Japanese yen or euro to yen.、Uh, it's really、yeah. good, as she's saying. And it could stay this way for a while. It could ch- go back and change to how it was. So、mm. it could be a great time to go to Japan as soon as you can get in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So、um, you can choose the plans based on how many days you want to use so that it's kind of flexible. And the main differences between half and living anywhere commons, I would say、um, in, if you use half, you have more facilities to choose from. But、um, living anywhere commons, most of the facilities are kind of located in a countryside. Or you need to walk a little bit from the station, but half you get to choose,、uh, you know, even Tokyo, hotel, like Tokyo Station Hotel is like zero minute walk from the Tokyo Station. Right after you get to Narita or Haneda Airport, you kind of go through this Tokyo Station. So it's really convenient. And there are also communities in half, but depending on the place, Because they also have some hotels. That's why hotels probably then don't have this community manager or community. So, but they have like online community as well. So, if you're joining me, then you get to meet lots of friends through online and they have this like offline party as well. So, both have communities in common. And the main difference is, is I guess, the number of the facilities and、uh, the price. 
Yeah, I can see on the website for half now that some of yeah they're putting some hotels. There's like a picture of a sauna. I'm very intrigued. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like co living with the sauna. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like you said, maybe a hotel could be a little harder to make friends in. But I mean, these are prices. Mm. I can tell you guys, these are these are pretty good prices for a month,、yeah. let's say, in Japan, because、yeah. it gets expensive very quickly for accommodation. Yeah, especially for foreigner in Japan, it's kind of hard to find a real estate or accommodation,、uh, which is kind of、uh, the downside of. Japan, to be honest, because、um, usually、uh, Japanese prefer to rent the places to Japanese so that they feel they can guarantee. But these service, like for anyone, so that it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. So I would say, like you know, be mindful when you stay in these places, so there's not like it doesn't become Japanese only or something.、Um, <laughs> I would say living in Japan after. Like being、mm. loud, loud at night is not really accepted. I think after、mm. 10 p.m., for example, mo- ev-、mm. a lot of the streets are very quiet, which is great、mm. if you're trying to sleep.、Mm. I love that about Japan, but it's also you get a sense like,、yeah. okay, people follow the rules here. They don't get、mm. crazy unless they're maybe staying in the center, like you mentioned, Tokyo Station. I'm sure it's noisy around、uh, yeah. there、um, until、yeah. later. But yeah, it's a、uh, it's、yeah. something to keep in mind about like kind of Japanese. Etiquette and things、mm. like that. Yeah, following the rule is something Japan. <laughs> <laughs> But it also makes for a very like, in some way, like a very reliable society with services,、mm. which is awesome. Yeah, that's I true. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think everything is very punctual. Like train comes on time. If it's like two fifty five, and it comes on two fifty five sharp, and then they apologize for the thirty seconds delay, which I don't really care a lot. Just thirty second, but I guess as a customer, you feel、um, everything is very disciplined. Everything is on time and with great hospitality. So I'm sure you can enjoy that part in Japan. Oh yeah. So let's talk about some of your stays in some of these different places.、Yeah. Where Where did you go? And can you maybe say、mm. which company it was with, and then or how you found it, and some of your experiences while you were co living around Japan. Yeah, so definitely, I would highly recommend Nagasaki.、Um, yeah, because I feel、um, every port city has this open-minded people and diversities. And historically, saying、um, in Japan, there are main not main but like three or four big port cities, which is Yokohama, Nagasaki, Kobe. And Hakodate, Hokkaido. So,、um, if you go to the port city, you feel people are more open-minded, and then you get to see more international people. So that it's super easy to blend in compared to other countryside in Japan, to be honest, because、um, Japan is kind of you know. You know that like ninety percent, more than ninety percent, are probably Japanese. So that it's kind of hard to find non-Japanese in Japan. But those port cities tend to have more foreigners, so that probably easier to blend in if you come to Japan for the first time. And Nagasaki, especially because it has lots of um. S- Uh, small islands, so that it's very beautiful. The ocean is beautiful, and、um, there are、uh, nice cool living in Nagasaki, especially、um, one in small island called Goto. G O T O. It's like yeah. First time I went there, I was kind of joking that go to Goto. It's like G O T O. <laughs> go to is also G O T O, right? That's、and、why you went. Island's name is also. <laughs> Gotoh, <laughs> so they go to Gotoh, and I went there, and it was just so beautiful. And then Kolubin place is also so nice because it has private room, maybe up to five people, and there's also community manager, and we have shared living room, shared kitchen, and we get like I get I got to meet lots of interesting Japanese nomads there as well. Like some of them are full remote workers, some of them are totally freelancer, some of them are entrepreneur. So that it was really fun to stay there. So I would recommend Nagasaki. 
Okay. So you're saying in that co-living, there were only five people. Yeah. Five. Okay. Question about that. In, in a lot of the, in the rooms you stayed in, were the beds Mm. only like single beds or do you think if a couple wanted to stay in a room as nomads, that would be possible? Yeah. So, um, the one in Goto doesn't have the bed for the couple, but the one in Nagasaki, the mainland, uh, it's called garden, Nagasaki garden could live in place. It actually has a room for the couple or it's actually the room only for couple. So the single person cannot really use it. <laughs> yeah. One of my goal is that using that room and stay there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> That does yeah. that does bring me to another question. Like with this monthly mm. membership with these companies, mm. I guess each person has to buy a monthly membership. There's not like exactly. a couple's yeah. membership. Okay. Yeah. Which is something yeah, everybody not, keep in yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's true. But some place actually offers up to two people. So depending on the facility as well, let's say like some hotel, they say um, you pay for just one person, but they can have up to two people. So depending on the situation and facility, so it's it's always better to check beforehand. Okay, thank you. So Goto mm. and Nagasaki Garden, those sound like great places. Um, also yeah. questions there about food. Did you find mm. any facilities that provide like a lunch, like a bento, like a box lunch on site? Or was it mostly going out and and eating in all the beautiful places and restaurants in Japan? Mm. I've never actually seen any facilities offer bento. There are sometimes, you know, like night party that one of the members started to hold so that he can prepare any food for the participants. But most of them just, they they do have like nice kitchen so that people can go shopping and then bring the food and cook together or hold home party and inviting their friends so that we can make more friends. That kind of situation is happening, but I've never actually had any place that offers bento. Yeah. Okay. But I know with the community mm. manager that that was why I was wondering, like, if they arranged something like that. But it did mm. all the facilities have kitchens that you stayed in? Um, that's also depending on the facilities. But most of the co-living place, they have kitchen. But hotels, they don't. So, yeah. Okay. I would imagine that the more yeah. r- rural locations mm. um, would would definitely have kitchens because that's where things can get mm. difficult with getting your yeah. food or um, finding yeah. restaurants like right around the facility. Because in Tokyo, yeah. it's it's you don't need to cook at home. I can just tell you that yeah, I didn't cook true. much <laughs> when I was living there. I would rather have the mm. wonderful Japanese people make, make food for me in different restaurants. <laughs> it was very mm. good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the cultural experience is definitely eating food, right? Eating local food and Japan definitely has the best food in the world for sure. I feel like after I traveled around the world two times, I ended up just falling in love with the Japanese food. And I'm so happy to come back to Japan to have this authentic Japanese food and with really cheap price. So I'm like, oh. So, like, Japanese food is still the best. And then, depending on where you go in Japan as well, each local has different um, characteristics in terms of food as well, so that you get to also explore different kind of food in Japan as well. So, it's really, it's going to be really amazing experience. I can agree with you, Akina. I've now been to over 70 countries, and yeah, yeah, Japan has the best food. (laughs) specifically (laughs) Tokyo where I stayed most of the time I mean Mm. there's so many options and as you said Mm. exploring around and discovering those small towns that focus on one type of food and they're so good at that that's what you want to experience as well yeah I mean in Tokyo it's hard to get (laughs) 
bear's meat or deer's meat. But if you go to the countryside, you get to eat this kind of like a wild animal. And then it's something rare for me to try. But for local people, it's kind of like everyday's meal. So it's just kind of beautiful. Even though I'm from Japan, I'm still excited to explore around Japan because every place has different food, different culture, different accent of Japanese. So yeah. Yeah, and in Japan, food is the is the marketing. I mean, when you go to different、mm. places, they're you're, they're putting pictures of their food everywhere. They're like, try、mm. this meal. That is the thing to do.、Yeah. So, I, I、yeah. when you go and you work there, you're gonna never be hungry unless you choose to be. <laughs> so, I mean, you'll,、yeah. you'll be filled with the best food in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mind staying in Japan only for food. <laughs> Me too. That was the rush when I left、yeah. last week. It was like all the last meals I was going to have. That was that was more of、yeah. a focus than shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, True, but even like shopping,、um, I feel Japan offers you one of the best quality with reasonable price. And the the thing you bought in Japan usually lasts really long. So I. Yeah, I also recommend to shop, and then I think in Japan you can get tax refund, right? If、yes. you have a international passport. So I think a lot of my friends bought cosmetic stuff as well. I and, did、um, <laughs> last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good, so, and the Korean cosmetics as well in Japan. Yeah, also electronic stuff. Products. If you go to Akihabara, then you get to buy lots of good quality electronic products, and then you can even get tax back. So I guess those shopping are very、um, good if you come to Japan. Yes. Now I will explain a little bit more about that. So I was、mm. just there, as I said, two weeks ago, and、mm. my friend wanted me to buy her an iPhone. It only in Japan.、Oh. She's like, I only get my、mm. Apple products from Japan. I'm like,、oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the phone, and I was trying、yeah. to get the tax refund, which I'm actually、mm. not eligible for because I'm a resident and not a tourist.、Oh, However,、yeah. they told me、yeah. that. For anyone, they've changed the policy, and you cannot get、mm. a tax refund in the Apple Store. But you can.、Mm. There's still an option in electronic stores, such as Yodobashi、mm. Camera, Big Camera.、Yeah. You can show、mm. your passport. They look for your visa stamp that shows、mm. you're just a tourist, and then you can get ten percent back. Is、oh, is、wow. the tax in Japan?、Yeah. So a lot of times,、wow. that's that's the refund we're talking about. Is like ten percent off what you're buying that you can、that's、avoid. That's good, but. But I remember that all the Apple products in Japan actually raised their price around two weeks ago. So that's exactly when you bought, right? So maybe it was already slightly more expensive than before. I guess it was. I missed the window、yeah. there, but still, we don't have、mm. an Apple store in Portugal, and so my friend was like, "Can you get it for me?" I'm like, "Okay, yes." But I did want to note that for people because I think Apple stores are one of the first places they would think to go to try to get、oh. quality products, but also the, the refund. It's, and so, it's, it's, it's actually so funny.、Um, I just flew back from California, and then I just bought iPhone 13 Pro there because I thought、um, the i the Apple products in Japan raised their price due to the the yen. Yen is going really weak. So that I was like, okay, I need to get iPhone in United States. That's where you know the original products come from. So I was like, okay, and then yeah, I, I was actually yeah surprised. It's slightly cheaper because like Japan raised their price. So <laughs> it's just、yes. so funny. Like people try to get Apple stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like take advantage while you can. But I think these are all good things we're highlighting about what's going to happen when you are living in Japan, whether it's for a month or I think normally you get ninety days if you are on a tourist visa or or you don't need a visa, you just get in. You're there for ninety days. You have to get out, and then I think it's best to leave for ninety more days before you try to come back in. Don't want to.、Mm. You never know what immigration is going to do, right? So that's、mm. that's the rule I would follow. 
And you had mm. mentioned Nagasaki. Where else mm. did you find was was fantastic when you were traveling during that year in Japan? I might have already mentioned in the previous talk, but I really liked Shimoda as well. So Nagasaki, I used half school living place. And then I met lots of interesting people. And then I could also blend in the local community. But similar thing happened when I used to live in anywhere commons in Izu, uh, Shimoda. So there are already community. And then there's also nice restaurants. And it's walking distance from the uh, station. It's like five minutes walk from the station. And so it's really easy to access anywhere. And it has beautiful ocean to go surfing. I always thought Japan doesn't really have a nice ocean, but, uh, except, um, Okinawa, but, um, Izu is pretty close. Let's say two to three hours from Tokyo by fast train. And you get to, you have an access to this beautiful ocean to go surfing. So it's, it's pretty chill and it also has some mountains to hike up. So it's, it's good access to anything like rest, I mean, restaurants and supermarket, but it also has a nice access to all the nature. And there's also a nice community manager and community. So that's another fantastic place to stay in Japan. Okay, which company were you using in Shimoda? Um, for the Shimoda, I was using LAC, Living Anywhere Commons. Yeah, so I just paid only um, $230-ish per month. And that place has a private room. So, <laughs> And then they also have some co-working spaces, which is like kind of cute co-working spaces. So I was like, oh, this is nice. And I had an amazing experience there. I can't believe how cheap it is. Uh, were the co-working yeah. spaces included in that $230? Yes, it's, it's, it's included. Oh, my gosh. 24-7 access. Yeah, <laughs> 24-7. That is incredible. Yeah. A lot of co-working. Yeah. You have to pay a day pass, and then they won't let you, yeah. you know, stay after yeah. 6 p.m. Wow. Exactly. Because I know, like, when I was exploring around Latin America, Selena is really known for co-living. But for the co-working space, you always have to to pay to use so I was like oh I didn't know that co-working is extra because where I'm coming from is you know co-working is also included so I never expected that I have to pay for the co-working space extra so I was like oh interesting <laughs> yeah and you were spoiled with probably well, often 24 7 access <laughs> exactly. so that's yeah. great Okay, definitely yeah. Shimoda should be on the list. Okay, you mm. bring up something else. Um, we'll go back mm -hmm. to places in a moment. So for mm -hmm. everyone who hasn't been to Japan or has not been a digital mm. nomad in Japan, we got to talk mm. about transportation because mm. Japan is a rare country where it's actually mm. quite easy to get to almost everywhere that would have these spaces mm. by public transportation. Yeah. And mm. they offer, only for tourists, sadly not for us, uh, they have mm. these rail passes that are yeah. really good discounts. Like you can buy a seven-day yeah. rail pass that is unlimited mm. on the JR Company, mm. which is Japan Rail. So cool. It's the yeah. national railway. So mm. you might have to pay mm. for trains that are on the private Sub, like the private subways or the private mm. um, rail lines. Keep that in mind. This is mm. not going to include all of your trains. But mm. you could do 14 days. They may even have mm. a month. But that's amazing. Mm. It's really, really a good discounted price. I, I yeah. wish I was eligible for it. But it take advantage of that. <laughs> and too. often you have to get mm. that before you go into Japan. So you have to like apply online mm. and you pick it up in Japan. I don't know if they've changed mm. that, but look it up mm. before you come. Because once you get into Japan, some of these things aren't available. So yeah. um, that's, and you can use those real passes. Also, you, you know, they have cards that you can load up and just tap on buses, tap on all the trains. Mm. And it's just, you know, debiting your train card. That's awesome. Mm. Um, and then the, the buses are, are very safe. Everything is very safe in Japan, <laughs> if we have already yeah. mentioned that. So mm. it's great. Do you, you can get these to these places. I would say in Okinawa, it's more difficult. In Hokkaido, it could mm. be more difficult. Mm. But hopefully the co-living. I wanted to ask you, because I know you had a mm. car, right? Some of these places you went, you, you had a car. You could drive there. Mm. Um, mm. I wonder if they arrange to pick people up in cars, if it's a more remote location 
No. So when I did the workation, the digital nomad in Okinawa, like you mentioned that I actually rented a car for two months, but it was still cheap though. Like a month costs only 250, like now it's maybe $200. And okay, you could that's rent good. a car for a whole month. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it's pretty cheap to rent a car, depending on the season for sure. If it's a high season, it wouldn't be as cheap as $200. But if you go to um, countryside in Japan, you kind of need to rent a car. But um, there's probably some places have pickup service, but mainly probably you need to rent a car. But usually um, the station, big station usually has this like a rental car place so that it's pretty easy. You just go and sign up and then, yeah, rent a car. And then from there, you can, yeah, access to anywhere you want. <laughs> Yeah, just make sure, just in case you bring your international driver's license to Japan mm, um, for yeah. renting a car. But yeah, like I, as mm. long as there's not a huge language barrier, it should be okay mm. to rent the car because yeah. there's forms you have True. to fill out. And a lot of these more mm. rural places don't have it in mm. non-Japanese. But That's I, think, <laughs> I think if you go to the biggest city, like let's say Naha, mm. the, the capital of Okinawa, mm. you can find mm. what you need. So that's going to mm. be one barrier as we first start our journey to, as a digital nomad mm. in Japan is they're still getting yeah. used to people coming from outside and being nomads, but True. I'm sure they're going to be happy for the business. And yeah. yeah. Let's talk yeah, about Okinawa. Actually, yeah. I love yeah, Okinawa. Yeah, sure. How long did you oh, spend, yeah. spend there and which places did you, which oh. co-livings co did you like? So Okinawa, actually, I took my dad with me. <laughs> So oh, it was cool. more likely, yeah, father-daughter workation thing. And I took him wintertime because usually wintertime in Tokyo, it gets zero degree, um, like 32 Fahrenheit. I'm not sure about the Fahrenheit. That's right. Zero degree. Yeah. Exactly. 32. So it's pretty cold. Yeah. But Okinawa, it's about like... Uh, 20 degrees Celsius, which is about like 70 ish Fahrenheit. So it's pretty, um, comfy during the winter time. So I decided to take my dad with me and then we rented a car and we, um, in Okinawa, there are so many small islands as well. First, I stayed at mainland for just one week, but I moved to Ishigaki Island which is one of the biggest island in um, Okinawa, except the mainland. And the close, actually the edge of the island in Japan, in whole Japan. So it's actually closer to Taiwan from there to, yeah. Sometimes like you might be even able to see Taiwan if the weather is clear. <laughs> wow. And you, you took a flight from Naha to Ishigaki. Uh, yeah 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 i took a flight i i did too and i've been there once and yeah. i remember it wasn't reachable by ferry i think it's a little bit too far yeah. there's a lot of ferries yeah. to the smaller islands yeah. But yeah so you'll have mm. an internal flight but short pretty short yeah. flight yeah so i spent two months in ishigaki island december oh. no december january february it was awesome so because <laughs> I could even swim in January there. So oh that's like gosh. so cool. <laughs> it's so beautiful there. And there's so many little islands you can go to from Ishigaki mm. by ferry or, mm. and you can rent a bicycle. I don't know if you went to um, the islands where you can, Takitomi, I think we went to Takitomi. Ah, Takitomi, yes. I also went there. It's just yes. like a small boat trip from Ishigaki. And then from there, actually, there are more like small islands, Kohamajima. There's so many. I can't even remember all of their islands yes. name, but. <laughs> Iriamotejima to me was really. Ah, so the, ah, I went there too. Iriamote. Did you stay on that island? Yes, I stayed there for three nights or four nights 
with oh my, my dad gosh. as well. How was it? Mm. Because I just stopped there for about 15 minutes on a tour. Oh, and even okay. when we stopped for five minutes, we all mm. got off the boat. There was so much mm. nature and so many like, mm. well, there were insects and just wildlife. I was like, this is a wild yeah. island. It's yeah. full of man- mangrove forests. That, by the way, that's what it's mm. famous for listeners. But mm. yeah. it's... It's wonderful because I actually asked one of the tour guide to um, take us to the nature adventure. So we did kayaking and the weather was so perfect. Even in winter time, you know, we could do the kayaking and then I was swimming and my dad was also swimming. And then they made this Okinawa soki soba. Uh, so good. <laughs> and, uh, they also he took us to this like mysterious like jungle hiking so that without the tour guide we're not allowed to go in and then also the road is kind of tricky but we went through this like tiny cave and you see this beautiful nature and Iriomote Island is because like known for nature so at nighttime there's no lights that much so we get to also see these beautiful stars and then he also took a nice night mode like you know night picture with the stars so it's just so amazing yeah now you remind me of this star like yeah memories i even forgot about that i've been there (laughs) yeah did you guys see the iriyamote cat i i kept seeing pictures no No. okay that was it's almost more like a wild cat like a bobcat or something yeah it's it's very elusive can you see it can you find it Yeah, it's it's actually a, registered as endangered species in Japan, and it's kind of rare to find it, but that's also known for it. So, yeah, I couldn't get to see them, but I bought one of the goods, which has the Iriomote cats on it. So I was, I was like, like okay. did you buy a cat cookie? I've been to okay. Iriomote. <laughs> no, I that's what they the do in Japan. Food. Everything's a cookie. Or like, <laughs> everything's a cookie. <laughs> I bought With- a, like, a waterproof bag. And then the cats is on it. So I was like, okay, oh. nice. And it has the name in it, Iri Omote. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I assume you did not co-work on Iri Omote, Jiba, if you were only there for four days. I don't think I did. No, I didn't. No. Okay. That it's, was it's... also a new year. So, yeah. Yeah, I would say like Ishigaki has a lot of space yeah. for co-working, but those smaller islands, mm. I mean, they're more yeah. like tourist or day trips that you can yeah. do while you're on Ishigaki. It's it's so wonderful yeah. there. I've only been yeah. once, but you're making me want to go back next on my next trip. To yeah, Japan. yeah. I even forgot about that. I've been there before. <laughs> the snorkeling did you guys do snorkeling in okinawa the snorkeling and the scuba diving world class like some of the best in the world yeah i did snorkeling in ishigakijima it was wonderful like so good and we went to the blue cave together with the the stuff from the place that we stayed in so we have this like unique story <laughs> we we both actually stayed in one of the facilities of half um but then uh it was kind of located in the city and but the reason why my dad and i went to ishigaki island is because we want to uh, be surrounded by the nature so um yeah we spent just a week um, during the Christmas season in um, the main city of Ishigaki Island. And then at that time, we've already rented a car. So we kind of explored around the island. And um, I ended up, I wanted to go to this, like one of the good restaurants in island. But you need to drive maybe about like an hour from the south to north. And then I mistakenly visited this log house because the restaurant was supposed to be kind of like organic and then good for your health so when i saw this log house i thought this is the restaurant (laughs) i went in and then they said no this is not the restaurant this is the log house that we have five log houses that people can stay longer but we just built it like super recently like actually like a a month ago so that like they're having hard time to find customers so i was like oh okay um good 
maybe we can switch the Instagram. And then we exchanged the Instagram. Then later on, we went to the restaurant. And then after that, we went back to the hotel. I mean, not the hotel, like the facilities in the, the city. And then, but we both were thinking like, yeah, that long house looks really nice. Maybe we can move. <laughs> and then, um, the staff actually reached me out through Instagram's message. And then they said like, oh, you know what? Um, because this is super new. So uh, if you can help us to promote it, um, they can give me uh, like five days free trial, like stay. So I was like, I'm in. <laughs> and I went there. And then I ended up staying there for two months. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. It had to be in I nature. Would, yeah. Um, it's called uh, Logasis. So L-O-G-A-S-I-S. Yeah. Logasis Ishigaki. Yeah. I was going to um, ask you, you what this Yeah. Um, on Instagram, you actually get to see all their facilities. And then I guess this year, they even opened the van, like van, how do you call it? Like van house? Oh, oh wow. Just like Camp, a van. Yeah, camping car house. Yeah. I see this. So it's it's L-O-G-A-S-I-S, Ishigaki Nosokovila. Which we'll put on the yeah. in the show notes. That's a long Instagram name, but I'm yeah. following them. I see you're following them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. That's and you just found that, like you said, by chance. And I think there's gonna yeah. be a lot of that when you visit Japan, especially rural <laughs> Japan, because so much is yeah. being built. When I was in Tokyo, and I only was in Tokyo for two weeks, but mm. there's so many co-working spaces going up. Like I visited mm. Shimokitazawa, which is my favorite oh. place. Yeah. Um, and I was researching because I'm going to be updating my book for it because so mm. much changed. Mm. There were like mm. at least seven different spaces to get mm. like to, to co-work that were new in the last mm. two years. Mm. So Japan is really embracing mm. these spaces yeah. and these places for people. It's, it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, there's so many co-working spaces. A lot, like, yeah, a lot. <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about Hokkaido because that is another place mm. like like Okinawa that's quite remote, not very visited mm. people that just come for a week or two to Japan. How is your experience mm. in Hokkaido? In Hokkaido, actually, I I've never done vacation in Hokkaido. I just visited Hokkaido several times just as a tourist, so I couldn't really spend long time there. But I was actually thinking of going there this month, August, and then stay there for a month. So, <laughs> oh no, do we need part three of this interview, Akira? <laughs> How was Hokkaido? <laughs> Episode 79. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I guess people should know Hokkaido, of course, is most famous for its skiing and its snowboarding, mm. but it's mm. a very wide island. It has a lot of space compared to other parts of Japan and a mm. lot of natural, beautiful scenery. And it's also mm. got great cheese, great dairy products. Yeah. They have a lot of cows. Oh, and then seafood. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I just love it. And I've been a few times yeah. as well, but again, also not for mm. working or uh, co-working, mm. but I can imagine those two companies mm. you've told us about have quite a few spaces mm. there. Yeah. Also, um, I think a lot of um, small hotels actually try to have this vacation plan. If you stay just not only for one week, but if you can stay for one month, they give you this special price, which is about $500. Like, no, not, but like, Goman yen, which is five, no, 50,000 yen. Now it's like $400 or $350 now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, which is quite reasonable. And then you can stay there for a month. And then there is a community manager so that she can kind of take care of you. Or, And then there's also um, volunteer people usually in remote area because they try to um, promote that area to younger generation so that volunteer staff would go there and then try to build the community and try to bring more I would say outsiders to their local community so that the outsiders can use some money there 
So um, meeting those volunteer staff in remote area is also another amazing experience because those people are usually very unique and then doing something very different from the normal people. So <laughs> yeah, encountering them will be also another amazing experience. Oh, I just can't wait to be a digital nomad in Japan. I want to do like at oh. least three months. Are there any yeah. places you went to that we haven't talked about yet that you highly recommend oh. when they're thinking about remotely working from there? I've already mentioned about Wakayama, right? In the previous episode. You did mention about that. Yes. Mm. Peninsula. I, yeah, I also like, yeah. Um, the other place I really like is Okayama Prefecture. It, oh. it sounds very similar to Wakayama, but it's different. No, no, I love Okayama. You're reminding me of yeah. the trip I went there. I only went to the region once, but it is so charming. Yeah. So um, for me, um, that place is called Setouchi area, and it's located in the west part of Japan. And um, what I like about that place is that everything is so peaceful and very artistic so i'm also actually planning to stay in okayama for one month this time on um, while i'm in japan because the seto uchi Sai, which is seto uchi art festival will be held in okayama prefecture and that festival is held only every three years so it's kind of rare and then it has three seasons, like each season has one month. And then that place, for example, um, Naoshima, there is a small island. That island is fully covered with art so that you feel that you're living in the art. And it's just so peaceful because uh, Setouchi is kind of Mediterranean for me, the Japanese version of Mediterranean. Everything is peaceful and surrounded by art. And Okayama is called Harenokuni, which means a sunny um, country, so that the weather is so beautiful as well. And the fruits, um, Furutsokoku, it's also known for fruits. Um, this season, you get to eat good peach and uh, good grapes and yeah food is good weather is nice and surrounded by art it's just nice place to stay <laughs> oh i love it and there's a very famous story that okayama is mm. famous for yeah do you want to tell the story <laughs> of momotaro really quickly it's quite famous and you'll see uh momotaro and his animals uh around okayama yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Momotaro. <laughs> There's the main street with Momotaro and the statue, and then you're like, <laughs> yeah. "What is this?" If you if you didn't know, and you were coming from outside yeah, of Japan, true. yeah. There's also a Momotaro museum in Okayama, which I quite enjoy. <laughs> there was a stamp rally. Like Japan is famous for stamp rallies, which are like going <laughs> yeah. to different locations and getting a stamp on a piece of paper. <laughs> Japanese people love this for some reason. Um, it's, I mean, why yeah. not? It's it's a lot of fun. It's like it makes everything yeah. a game. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Okayama is also known for denim. So that you get to buy, you get the, um, you could you can buy a very good quality of jeans with good price. Yeah. Yes. Denim. And yeah, Momotaro is a story about there's main character. His name is Momotaro. And he started his journey to fight back the, Oh, how do you call oni in English? Like monsters or monsters? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he started his journey by his by just himself. But while he started his journey, he found lots of animals like kiji, like a bird, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mon monkey, like a pheasant, and, yeah, pheasant and a yeah. monkey. Yeah. But like, Oni, Oni could also be devils, I guess you could say, depending oh, yeah. on demons, yeah. devils. So, yeah. Yeah. And then every time he, uh, during his journey, he has this kibidango, which is like a dumpling. And then like, he distributes this dumpling to the animals that decided to follow him and then be a team member to fight back the devil. And yeah, so this story is pretty famous so that you also get to see lots of dumpling selling in Okayama Prefecture. 
<laughs> You'll say, I'm sensing the tie-in here, the food tie-in we're always looking <laughs> yeah. for in our, in our city. Yeah. In Japan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a dumpling. Yeah, but, I went to mm-hmm. uh, the famous garden in Okayama. Mm. Is it Kenrokuen? I'm rem- trying to remember. Ah, Kenrokuen. Kenrokuen, mm-hmm. and I had my dumpling on a bench. It was it was perfect. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Okayama is also known for um, lots of good museums. Ohara Bijutsukan. It's yeah. It's I guess like it's really good place. I went. Say. I went there as well. That was such a surprise. Yeah. The Ohara mm. Ohara Museum mm. Art Museum, and mm. it was like mm. I found out it was the first Western art museum in Japan. Mm. And a guy, mm. he went to Claude Monet himself, trying to get a Monet him to draw something and mm. bring it, give it back to this museum, and he did. Monet made mm. uh, an art mm. piece just for that museum. It's such such a great place. Kurashiki, I think, mm. is where it's located. Mm, Kurashiki, Kurashiki, I'm saying, yes. which is like a 15 minute local train ride from Okayama to Kurashiki, mm. and it looked yeah, like yeah, yeah. mini mini Kyoto is what they were saying it was, but yeah. it's charming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really charming. Like a lot of unique shops along the street, and there's beautiful bridge, and there's a small river in between. I think like everywhere with the water looks beautiful and peaceful, <laughs> and you get to eat lots of good puffy, like peach puffy. Oh yeah, peach puffy is awesome there because the peach is so huge, and you have to line up for hours to get to that peach puffet. <laughs> you can't imagine how good the fruit is in Japan. It's expensive, I and mean, sometimes you're paying for it, yeah. but it's worth it in the summer. I had a lot of grapes yeah. in the last two weeks, and <laughs> I, that's always what I'm looking forward to in the summer. Yeah. So, oh, oh, Okayama, please visit. Yeah. Check out the different co-living spaces you can yeah. go to. Yeah, and I'm yeah. jealous about the I art music we... or the art fair because I, I I saw posters yeah. of it when I was there, and it's so it's so unique. Each art installation is really different. Yeah, because like the island itself will be fully covered with the art, which means while you're walking, you just randomly see the art on the like middle of nowhere, and then there's also explanation and the vision of the artist. So it's just so inspiring just to walk around and then see see the view. It's just nice. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you have a car yeah. and you're and you're going around the area, I mean, you find mm. sometimes there's an art road or something. I mean, we found mm. one of these and. We we found them in Japan before these different art spaces, mm. so that's worth looking up to if you really love art. All the different yeah. places that still yeah. remain after the art fair, because sometimes they'll keep yeah. them for forever. Or exactly, exactly. Actually, like I was even thinking of going to Okayama when the art festival is not going on, because I don't think they would remove all the um the art products because. They will just probably um, maintain them, but maybe the stuff will be gone because it's not during the season. But still, you get to see the art, and then there's always, you know, explanation. I'm not sure if there is an English version, but it's it's really nice. One time I went there, like uh, when it's not when when the festival is not going on, the staff just volunteer staff just came up and then started uh, letting me in and then started explaining all the art. And then I was like, wow, it's so inspiring. Like you get lots of inspiration from the art because everything is beyond my imagination and everything is just so creative. And it's just, you know, giving me a chance to think out of the box so it's it's really nice feeling to just be there and surrounded by art yeah <laughs> yeah I, I we we went once on a, on a road trip with someone who was a tourist mm. so i could see that she could enjoy mm. the art mm. as well but we went mm. we went to some places and there were foreign artists that were involved like mm. a rush i remember mm. a russian artist had created mm. a house or used a house mm. and she put, mm. this is going to sound so bizarre, but to give you an example, mm. there were, she mm. put a few, a few coffins inside mm. this house, three yeah. or four yeah. coffins. And the idea mm. was uh, you could sleep in, in the coffin and mm. write your, your dreams. 
that like came to you in the coffin. We did not do this. It was actually closed when we went by, but the concept yeah. I never I never forgot. And this is just one example mm. of something that is, well, is actually, out there and, and Japan has given yeah. space for, you know. Yeah. In Japan we also have that kind of service, like similar service that as a business. Um they actually want us to experience how the death is. So uh, we pay to be in a coffin and then um, experience to be a dead body so that you can actually reflect your life and then think about like what exactly you want to do in your life before you die. Because death is something in common for all of us. But for especially younger generation, we kind of misunderstand like as if we're going to live forever because we've never died right and by experiencing what death would look like by ourselves then it's a good opportunity for us to think about what we actually really want to do and then they actually make a lot of money out of doing that <laughs> you have you've, you've sold why they're trying to do this to me like i i get that it could be a good reflection for for people and yeah. like you said we it's all in common for us so yeah, yeah i think we have really um, i could talk to you seriously for hours about about this i feel like we need many episodes yeah but i i really think we've painted a really wide-ranging picture of what it's like to yeah. travel around japan find these different places yeah. And oh, yeah. I you've made me want to go back as soon as possible again to Japan, and I'm so happy yeah. you're there. And you get to experience these things in the next few months. That's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's one place that I really want to introduce for you. Oh, is that, thank um, you. It's called Ideal Love. Uh, the spelling is I D E A space R space L A B. Okay. Um, is this an I'm Instagram account? Uh, it's just website. Okay. Uh, .jp. .jp, Idea. okay. I, yeah. I-D-E-A space R space L-A-B dot J-P. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all in Japanese again, but I really like this place. It's also full of art. Oh, wow. And then that, they also um, have... Uh, apartment to rent monthly so again uh 50,000 yen which is about 350 dollars per month that you can stay there for a month and they also accept a lot of artists and they let them stay as long as they want so that they can paint the house they can make some um artistic stuff at their in their room yeah Oh, wow. It sounds like an artist in residence program. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yes, I found the website. Okay. I will have to look mm -hmm. into this. It looks like there's a map of a, of a whole area. Uh, yeah. No doubt. The whole with area is, yeah, full of art. So it's just so nice. We'll be sure to include this in our show notes as well. Oh, I'm so happy we're mm. opening the minds of the people who are listening and, <laughs> and giving them more insight into what's available in Japan. Yeah. So, Akira, I want to thank you so much again for mm -hmm. coming back on for part two with me. Yeah. I think listeners are really going to enjoy this. And we're going to put all these links on our show notes at mm -hmm. theschooloftravels.com. And yep. yeah, I'm excited for you to enjoy enjoy the rest of your time in Japan after 10 long yeah. months of being away. I was originally thinking of staying in Japan for two months at least, but now I might fly to Chiang Mai in September. So if I fly to Chiang Mai September, I might directly fly to um, Portugal from there. <laughs> yes, awesome. Always welcome in Portugal. We can yeah. introduce you to our food and yeah. our great places. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I've never actually visited Lisbon. I've only visited uh, Ponta Delgada, which is like a small island. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, That's great. That's one of the islands. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Akira. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Akina Shu about being a digital nomad in Japan. 
We're going to include all the links that she mentions for the co-living services in Japan, along with the accommodation that she discovered with her dad on the island of Ishigaki in Okinawa. You can follow Akina on Instagram at at BeAkinaSelf. And don't forget to check out part one of our conversation, which is episode 73 of this podcast. One more thing I want to mention that Akina did not discuss. Be sure to check the visa rules for your own country before entering Japan. Before the pandemic, many foreign citizens could enter Japan visa-free and stay for 90 days. But of course, the pandemic has changed the rules for many countries, and it may take a while for things to return to the way they were before tourism closed in Japan in March of 2020. Akina and I also did not discuss access to Wi-Fi while you're in Japan, so I'm going to explain it here. Most SIM cards and temporary Wi-Fi plans you can purchase in Japan, first of all, they don't include a phone number. So this can be hard when you're trying to make local phone calls while in the country, especially in the more rural areas that may not have online booking. So just keep that in mind. When you're in Japan, I would recommend trying to purchase a 30-day SIM card or even better, a pocket Wi-Fi, which is basically a little portable wireless modem that will connect you to any, it will connect any Wi-Fi enabled device to the internet through a mobile telephone network. And this, these are also available as monthly plans, usually. I have found either the company Docomo or SoftBank to be the best when it comes to getting a pocket Wi-Fi. Your best bet for getting SIM cards or these pocket Wi-Fis is in the major city where you enter Japan, either at the airport or a Yodabashi or Big Camera electronics store. Once you get into rural areas in Japan, trust me, it can be very difficult to find pocket Wi-Fi options or places that will sell the SIM cards you need or offer any English support. So this is a big tip about surviving as a digital nomad in Japan that I did not want to miss mentioning in this episode. I hope this has inspired you listeners to one day spend some time being a digital nomad in Japan and exploring this fascinating country. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the School of Travels podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to The Sam Chase for allowing us to use their song, In a Perfect World. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode, and remember to always let travel be your teacher. If you keep your options open, there are places you will go. They will treat you like the kings and queens your parents thought you'd be when you were born. You'd see it all with your head up standing tall, and you'd look back and think it's funny how you spent your time and money in this world. Living in this perfect world Everyone